When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Rose and Shine podcast with us, Victoria Rusolson and Josephine Roos. We are Swedish sisters and in our podcast, we explore career and well-being so join us for inspiration and practical insights from our own international lives and careers. Good morning. This is Victoria sending from Atlanta. Good morning, Victoria. And good afternoon. This is Josephine from Mallorca. Welcome to this session that is all about being on fire, having that passion, and then not burning out just because of that. Mm. And, and Josephine, why are we doing this particular episode right now? So the eight, we've always been honoring the 8th of March and mm-hmm. International Women's Day. But when we're looking back through our old episodes and just seeing that not that much around some of the statistics and, and around women has, has really felt like it's changed that much during no. the last couple of years. Unfortunately not. So then we started to talk about, okay, what is it that women need? And, and truly men as well. But one statistic that is sort of going up is the fact that a lot of women, more so than men, but of course, even men are burning out. So they're, mm. they're having all these wonderful passion and they're burning out. So we really wanted to talk about this. Plus, it's something we see when we talk daily with our clients, our friends, and even ourselves. Like, we have all these amazing things we want to do. What do we do to keep that passion alive, really? Yes, and I think that's such an important point that that you've been making, you know, that burning out is not just something that we do because um, we're working too much, but often we're we're very passionate about mm. what we're working and we're working somehow in the wrong way, perhaps. And that's what we're going to talk about. And yeah, and we burn out, unfortunately. So how to burn without burning out? Yes, exactly. So we gave ourselves this homework. So mm. this is a little bit of a new experiment for us. <laughs> we haven't tried this before. So we no, gave homework. are not new, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we said, okay, let's just, create based on our own experiences and our own careers. And because obviously we feel passionate about all the different things we do. What are our learnings, our biggest insights? And we've created two separate lists. And we thought we'll use this episode to share our lists and go through. And probably there will be quite a few similarities, I bet. But, you know, just discuss and share and talk about it. Exactly. And perhaps, a you know, a small caveat, because anyone could 
perhaps Google a list on, you know, how to how to not burn out or, you know, how to ensure that you're staying well when you're working passionately or so on. And this is to say that all of this is, of course, incredibly, um, you know, dependent on the person and the situation. And there is no one size fits all with any of these kind of lists. So really just um, sharing our experience from our different perspectives and a bit of different perspectives from you more in the corporate world and me coming more from from the humanitarian aid world and what that might mean. Exactly, exactly. So um, here's the list. You know your why, you're passionate about it. Now what? How do you stay on fire without burning out? Mm. Do, do you want to start to share one of the things on your list? No, I would, li- I would like you to start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'll start. Um, mm. So number one on my list, and I'm not thinking that it's like, a rank order, really, but it came up first. I think one thing of having a true passion, so feeling really passionate about the work that you do, is that you are never done. Mm. And that's a good thing, but it can also be something that makes it really difficult, right? And I, I remember at the start of my career, and I, I so for me, my, my big passion has always been really within leadership and learning and development and really just helping people getting better, right? Mm-hmm. I very quickly realized that I could always do more. Mm. So I, I remember working in Brussels at that time, and I had a few colleagues who all had different assignments, right? And, and some were in finance and payroll. And it was like, okay, they did the job and it was done. Mm. Was for me, it was like, no, but I can always make this course better or I can always start this initiative. There, There's always so many more things to do. So embracing that and knowing that actually it's okay. I'm never going to finish a workday really to say that I'm done, but it's also a good thing because it can keep that light on fire. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And it reminds me a lot about the, you know, the idea of being a student um, which is you're always learning. You can always study more. Yeah. You're never really finished. Mm-hmm. And actually, so our astrologist, we mentioned her uh, here and there, and you recently talked to her. <laughs> yes. I remember her telling me last year, you know, giving me the permission to be both a student and a teacher, because I think that is a trap that we can fall into that relates to this, is that we're never done. So we can end up in a trap where, where then you don't share uh, yeah. or, or teach because there's always more to learn, right? Yeah. So yeah, no, I think that one makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it allows you to end your work day. All right. So thank you for sharing. <laughs> or, or, or Yeah. So so go over to you then. What What's one thing on your list? So I need to tell a little bit more about my angle. So mm-hmm. I'm really thinking around the people that perhaps are in a similar field that, that I have been. So but are working to serve others. So traditionally, that would have been maybe aid work or humanitarian work. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of this can also resonate now for people during the pandemic, you know, that's been working in healthcare or so on. So those kind of serving roles. Mm-hmm. And why do I say that? Well, because I think that a lot of the people that enter those kind of roles are quite idealistic from the starting point you know there Mm -hmm. there's a very passion driven reason to um to enter that specific world Mm -hmm. i'm actually quite inspired by a book that i recently read which is fantastic it's called the idealist survival kit by someone called alessandra pigni Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think it's just 
it's just so great because it targets all of those idealists that go out into the fields of perhaps a a conflict zone. Uh And then they find that they burn not because they're affected by horrible things that occasionally do happen, like car bombs or attacks, Mm -hmm. but they're burned out because they're starting to lose their passion because the system that they're working within is not really supporting them and and they're not perhaps supporting themselves within that system. So that's a long around way to get to my number one, Mm -hmm. which is really that the number one thing is to look at your own awareness. Oh, mm-hmm. So it's starting with that self-reflection. So because burnout is not just about how much we work, it's about how we work. So the awareness would be starting to look at, you know, what are what are my needs? Are they being met? What can I do about it? What's working and what's not working? And what is this thing about this purpose that I had that it's functioning or not functioning? So it's it's that self-awareness starting point. I love that. Yeah. All right. So to really look inwards and 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 check in with yourself. Mm. And that actually works pretty well with my number two point then on, on, on my list, because what I said is to really have that system with regular self-check-ins, mm. because it's, it's good to say, like, I, I love your idea of like self-awareness, but put it up in a system, a process. So mm-hmm. Even daily, you have that little space where if that's in the morning, we love our morning rituals, uh, maybe even closing the day. I've, I've started to do that. My, my list of like, ah, mm, ha, good moments, right? But also weekly. I, I talk a lot about that weekly planning, that routine of sort of looking forward to next week. But also stop and say, like, what did we accomplish this week? Mm-hmm. Quarterly, a little bit deeper, where, where you check in on your own engagement, on your own contributions and where how you've spent your time. Sort of you, you lift yourself up a little bit. And then, as we've discussed in several episodes, that yearly check in, which is it's a great to do sort of a bi-yearly too as well, where you go a little bit deeper and you ask yourself, because I bet most of us are, I, I mean, I not, I don't bet, I know all the people that, that I meet and you as well, we are very, very busy, but ask yourself, is that business, is it leading you towards that big why, your passion, what you want to do? Are you on track? Mm. So I think that's my, my number two on that list is really put in a structure, put it in your calendar. And and say, like, here are my regular self check-ins. Don't wait for someone else to have that check-in with you. Have it for yourself. Mm. Yeah, no, that resonates a lot. And and what you're just saying with the busyness. Yeah. It's a responsibility, I think, for all of us to just stop that business pandemic of still celebrating business and yeah. for, about the people that I'm kind of talking about and, you know, uh, the I- idealist world that I'm coming from, you know, being business and, and being your job is is such an important, you know, identity. Mm-hmm. And, and we shouldn't connect that with identity, business with identity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that also, thank you very much, leads nicely <laughs> into my second point on the list, mm-hmm. which is about uh, boundaries. Oh, yes. So, um, and the idea of not being everything to everyone, mm. right? So even though you love your job, um, or especially if you love your job or yeah. your passion, yes, you know, and it relates actually to your, your number one as well. But it's like, you know, you have to end, you have to end your day. You have to protect 
the spaces, you know, around you. You have to have a boundary for your job. So for me, for example, a reflection on that. Recently, I've been working on a number of things that I'm incredibly passionate about. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, like most of us, I get lost in it, right? Yeah. And I started to work late at night with this. Mm -hmm. And even though it's something that I enjoy, it immediately affects my sleep. Yeah. Not only because I'm up late, but because my head is spinning when I'm going Mm -hmm. to bed with Mm -hmm. thoughts and ideas and next things for the to do. So that's really an important boundary to to look at that your time and you're not your job or your passion. Yeah, that is a really important part, but that is not all of you. You're all of these other things, too. That's beautifully put. So I, I hear now that it's sort of all coming together and they're all related, these points, because my, my next point on my list is around self-care, mm-hmm. right? And that whole idea of that self-care is an investment, not a reward. And I find that so many of us, we have this idea that that's something we can do when we are done, right? It's like a reward for a hard work day, you know, then you get to rest. In reality, I want us to really see it as, no, this is how we invest in getting better, in in doing more things. So really nurturing our energy. And, you know, in, in, in the book, Everyone Deserves a Great Manager, and I talk about this all the time, I think it's that whole idea of that power of just plowing on and going on, you know, that's really what the robots can do, right? That's what the and we we talk about how within the next 15 years, 40% of all the jobs as we know them today will be either transformed or completely, uh, you know, changed even or, you know, exchanged for artificial intelligence or for robots. So what's our human capital? What is it that we have that the robots don't have? Mm. Well, it's our ability to feel empathy, to be creative, to be innovative, right? To, to live our passion, to make these passions happen. Mm-hmm. And when we are tired, when we are exhausted, those things we're not really good at, right? So really have, I think, that mindset shift that I'm not doing that as sort of a reward at the end of a heartache, but it's, I'm doing it so that I can be even better. Even mm. this afternoon, like take a moment to go for that walk and nurture your energy. I think that's super, super important. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, so self-care is, is on my list as well with a with a little bit of twist mm-hmm. there. But but it is so true that, and especially I've seen it so much with colleagues that I've been working with and that are in very stressful situations, you know, perhaps in a very, really stressful situation, you know, like somewhere where, where there's an ongoing conflict or or so on. And the first thing that goes are the things that nourish us the most. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So connecting with others, eating good food. I mean, we mm-hmm. need that. We know that eating yeah. nutritious food when you're stressed and mm-hmm. um, doing the exercise. So and it's um, it's a bit, um, you know, funny is not the right word, but it tends to go that way. Right. So that, yeah. That we lose what we really need to do. Yeah. Because other things take over. And so I, I love the idea that you are saying of prioritizing that first. Yeah. There's a little bit of twist to to the whole self-care idea. I mean, I I love self-care and, you know, <laughs> try to give myself self-care. 
And it's just that idea that it places a lot of responsibility, at least in my industry, on on individuals. Mm -hmm. So self-care becomes something, you know, ah, you should take care of yourself. But, you know, otherwise, and if you're failing, it's because you haven't really taken enough care Mm. of yourself. So it kind of becomes this extra thing that you're tasking the individual to do. But if if self-care just becomes, you know, a crutch to enable you to stay longer in a really bad situation, you know, it's, it's not the right thing to do either. And it's really more responsibility, I think, of, of the organizations that you work for. And like, it's much broader than just placing all of that on the individual. So there's, there's a little caveat there. Yeah. That's a really good point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Now, so here comes maybe a contradictory point then to mm. our point here, mm-hmm. because next to my list is, and I had this, I'd say, realization when I was reading um, a, a book by Robin Sharma. And so I would say it's also okay to, not all the time, of course, but once in a while, it's okay to be exhausted, like good exhausted. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you have given it your all, and I'm I'm thinking you know, maybe you've gone in and, and you really did work hard during a crisis or maybe worked hard, you know, delivering that specific program and you're sort of giving it your all and your best, just like you go for a race, right? And you come in and you're going to be exhausted. I remember once I did a half marathon and I, I broke my record and I was so excited, but I was so exhausted. And when I got in, you know, and there are all the people, they're giving you the medals, right? And and then she looked at me, she said, well, some certainly come in more exhausted than others. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. But so, so I think, if, you know, if you feel passionate and if you want to get better, you know, you want to get that creative juices flowing and really make a difference. It's also okay to be exhausted. Otherwise, you really didn't really do too much. The only trick is, so this is sort of the part to that then, is that it's okay to be exhausted just not too often. And to play with that continuously change of speed and effort, because I I do think that there is a danger that we get into that rhythm of crisis mode or, or, or like this project and we're working. And then all of a sudden we're telling ourselves that this way of working, it's the new normal. That's the way we should. And then we sort of forget to sort of slow down. But you can't be running races all the time, mm. right? You That will not make you a faster runner. So to say like, hmm, and this is something I, I think I've learned probably the hard way. I mean, I used to exhaust myself so much that I deliver a workshop for four days and then the weekend came and I, I just couldn't even speak to anyone, right? <laughs> I still get that. Okay. I mean, today is Friday. I'm, I'm tired. It's been a, like a really fun and intense week. I really mm. need, you know, like this afternoon to sort of just, get back into that. Mm. But I think one good way to do it is to, when you know you're going into an intense period, already before you go in, have that sort of stopper, that going back into those regular self-check-ins, maybe taking a pause and, and say like that day, I know I've been in workshops for two weeks straight, right? I'm just going to have a day with no meetings, no nothing. It's just a day for me to recalibrate if Mm. you wish no that's great and it makes me think of 
of two points. So one was a phone conversation that you and I had the other day. I've been holding a, a keynote that went really well and I was quite excited, but it also then just spoke to you on the phone. I'm like, I'm so incredibly exhausted. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a great success. I felt yeah. so happy. And then you just kind of die afterwards. Yeah. And then you were referring to the book, um, the same one, right? Robert, mm-hmm. was it, what's mm-hmm. his name? Robin Robert Sharma. Sharma. Yeah. Yes. And, and how he was talking about, you know, think of that exhaustion as a bit of a reward that yeah. you have, you know, really given you full creative energy. So that was really helpful for me. But then as well, just thinking of, of this, idea and and that we haven't actually really defined burnout here because Mm -hmm. there is an important note around exhaustion and and burnout and depending on how we see that so and in the book that i was um, mentioning before the idealist survival kit one of the many definitions that comes out is that burnout is a state of exhaustion in which we're cynical about the value of our occupation and doubtful of your capacity to perform yeah so there's a little bit of you know, as well as you're saying, it's okay to be exhausted occasionally, and you should then plan in what you're saying, like self-care and, and rest. But there's also a difference yes. if you start to be in a situation where it's not creating meaning anymore, or, you know, where you don't see the value of it, or the organization doesn't change, or um, that's where the real kind of burnout, that's where it shifts yes. to how much we work and the how yeah. we work. Yeah. Which really tears on us. Yeah, I think that is so important that that exhaustion, if you have it, but you feel that you didn't achieve anything, you're just exhausted and that continues and continues forever. That can be extremely disheartening. And, you know, I think that's uh, perhaps more common in the field (laughs) which I'm working in and, and, and have been because people go and have, you know, these ideas and these values of how they want to help and, and, and support others and then perhaps end up in a, in a big bureaucracy and don't really see the value or, and don't really see that the people that they're trying to help are really being helped. They may be lost in conflicts with conflict avoidant bosses or whatever it might be. There's a lot of potential structure there. And hearing now, it's not that this world is only bad, but it's, it's just some of the challenges within that world. Well, I, I do think that, I know you've mentioned it several times, and I, I do think it's a little bit of a, mindset here, because I would beg to difference. I think there's so many people that are maybe working officially for a corporate organization, but are extremely passionate. They really want to make a difference and, and can also be stuck in, in, in really difficult systems, not supporting that. And Mm. I, I mean, I, I work with very corporate organizations. I also work with non-for-profit NGOs, and I, I hear that often from the NGOs, but I, I see it just the same. And it can be the healthcare system, educational system, but just really any kind of business where, where people just have that urge to make life better for people around them. And sometimes they're in an organizational culture that doesn't support that. Mm-hmm. And one one point, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to jump one point on my list, but, mm-hmm. you know, that could add to this. And I said, surround yourself with people that value your passion, right? Mm-hmm. And your tribe and even the organization and culture that fits you. Because so, so so to your point, because it it is the individual and I think it's super important. I have another point around that, but it is also about will the organization where you are at, will they allow for you to shine? 
Mm. Uh, and are you surrounding yourself by people that are like, oh, that's never going to work or, or you can't do that or, you know, or are you surrounding yourself with people that really nurture and and motivates you? So I think from even that that friend you're having meeting up for a cup of coffee or, or your family to that wide organization that you're part of, it's like the soil that that nurture you. Mm. Right. And remember that a flower can bloom even coming up from asphalt, you know, concrete. It could sort of get out there. So it can flower anyway, but the fight must be so much harder. So and I completely agree with you. And I would also say that our bureaucracies built for making people shine. Yes. (laughs) You know, perhaps one or two people. And, um, you know, perhaps that's why I'm not in a bureaucracy anymore, yeah. because I think, you yeah. know, the creativity of, yeah. of and, and being able to to explore and, and do those things. But yeah, and I guess that's something to reflect upon in your work as well. If if you are feeling that you're burning out and you do feel that it's um, the organization. So and, and that actually leads me to one of my points as well, is that, you know, is is the organization, or it's, it's exactly the same point, really, is the organization <laughs> that you're working for, you know, caring? Yeah. And is it creating a sense of, um, you know, Brene Brown talks a lot uh, about psychological safety, but, yeah. you know, is it nurturing in that kind of way where you can actually develop and explore your ideas? Or is it perhaps like some experiences that I met colleagues have, you know, does it have a stigma around mental health? If you explored something, you know, if you've been supporting or working in a conflict and and you're feeling stressed about it, is there a stigma around it and you can actually not express it? I mean, what what kind of safety is that? It's no safety at all. Yeah. And here's another thought then around all of that organizational perspective, because what is the organization? I mean, we have several, many, many leaders listening into this podcast. Mm -hmm. We speak to leaders all the time. Right. And even very senior C-suite leaders might say, oh, the organizational culture, like if it's something else, like it's a beast on its own. And I think that's also another thing to consider. What are we doing to impact this organization? And, and you know, can you influence it and can you not? That's actually one of the, the other points on, on my list is focus your energy and your time and commitment on the things that you can influence. Mm. And and that's that famous circle of influence. We've discussed it before, but maybe there are things that, okay, I'm just not going to bother. I'm not going to put my energy and my thoughts into that. But what what's the, the one thing where I actually have an influence on and put our energy in there? And I do find that in general, that circle is usually bigger than we think. Mm. So we there is... I mean, not always, right? And but just reach out, try, and you know, don't wait to be asked, and and see what are the things that you can do. I, I think back in in my career where you know I've been asked to do something, and I've done that, but sort of added something more that maybe that leader who asked and gave me sort of the assignment wasn't even thinking about or considering, and then you know. Hopefully you get the reward at the end. I mean, I, I certainly did to a certain extent of like, wow, this was so much more than we had expected mm. and and hopefully making a difference. So not just feeling that, OK, this is what I'm asked to do and you stay there, but see, how can you expand that? How can you expand your influence if it's something that you feel you're passionate about and, and that you really believe will make 
a difference to the people around you. Mm. So take that conscious decision of cutting out the things where, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm sort of like hitting my head towards <laughs> the wall. There's yeah. nothing that's going to change. Yeah, right. So like move that away. But also mm. don't be afraid of saying, are there other ways and other solutions that I could approach this on to make a difference? Mm. I like that. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So um, I, I have one more point. Mm-hmm. And then if you have more, I can reflect on yours. Yeah. And it just relates to the idea of connection and meaningful yeah. relationships. Mm. So just when we are, you know, we are on fire, we're burning, but we don't want to burn out. Yeah. What are the people that are surrounding us? And, and you know, we, we've touched upon that already to yeah. some extent. But, you know, how are we connecting with the people that we work with, with our colleagues, um, but then also with family and friends and, and that extended idea of continuing to prioritize connection and relationships with others yeah there is just so much science now as well that is just writing about the idea around um connection and how incredibly important it is for for our well-being so what actually you're you're so passionate and i believe i totally agree with you you are actually working on something really exciting around this topic yeah you have to tell us because it's really inspiring no it's it's, (laughs) it's It's incredibly um, exciting and, and, and the passion that's, you know, been, been really nice to be developing here on Mallorca now that we are living here. So mm-hmm. I'm creating this course for people that are working in conflict. And really, the topic is actually working in conflict. And it's both supporting those participants with some of the things that you would expect if you're in this in this field. So methodologies around working in conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's really taking this larger holistic perspective. So what do you actually need in order to do well? You need to be well mm. when you're working in conflict. 
So we're going to have this immersive five-day experience in the mountains where it's going to be all about the tools and practices for connection, connection with nature, with moving and connection to other people. So yeah, so that's super, um, super exciting. And, and I'm so happy to be able to to offer this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it relates to the idea of, you know, of self-care. Yeah. And then it also relates to the idea of that organizations need to support this. Yeah. So I'm happy that the, the UN is actually supporting this and, you know, sharing this with all the staff and, and making resources available as well, because that really shows that um, there starts to be among certain elements um, of certain organizations, this understanding that we need to support um, staff more holistically and provide them with, with these tools and practices. I, I almost want to invent a conflict so I can come and join you. <laughs> it just sounds so amazing. You know, yeah. I think in, over time, there's obviously, as you know, there's conflict everywhere. So there's, um, I've had a number of people that, you know, does it need to be international conflict? Yeah. So, you know, we'll see over time because um, there are, of course, millions of angles to look at conflict. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, but I think you're so right. The ability, and I think this has been something that's been very frustrating for many, that loss of connection. And I think hopefully this is something that we can learn from the pandemic, the importance of connecting and creating space for that to happen. So, wow, how exciting. No, but absolutely. And this, so everything that we've been doing work-wise, you know, for the last couple of years have been completely mind-based we, mm. we just see each other here on the screen and there's no actual physical physical connection and yeah. that's that leads to a lot of um, depression and anxiety because we're not getting the endorphins that we get from being with each other and yeah. for connecting yeah with place and with people yeah I think it's going to be more increasingly more and more important so mm. I let me sort of sum that up. I have a few more things on my list. One you've already had on your list, and it's really about being that inner, bring out your inner time guard warrior. I mm. think like really guard your time and the better you get at something and, and the more sort of you see, I think people are like, they want in on that, right? And, and they want you to be in meetings and they want you to be part and you want to do it, right? So it's just really to constantly check in with your own why, sort of go back to that and and ask yourself for everything that you're saying yes to, you're kind of saying no to something else, right? Mm. If your agenda is full. So so what is it that you're saying yes to when you say yes? And what is it that you are then automatically saying no to? Mm. Are you then saying no to your self-care moment mm-hmm. uh, that you need in order to be brilliant tomorrow? Or what is it, right, that needs to go? So mm-hmm. I really, that's one thing that I think is critical Mm. Um, another thing that I put on my list is don't be afraid of failure, right? And mm. and and look at some of these amazing people uh, that just keeps on trying, that are full of passion. They don't feel sorry or disheartened about their failures. Like mm. they try something, it didn't work, they're up again. They're so resilient. Mm. And I think that's important to stop and say, that's not the end of the world. Okay, this didn't work, but let's keep trying. Okay, Mm -hmm. keep learning, keep Mm -hmm. exploring, be curious and Mm -hmm. also take that time to take a break and maybe try it out from a different perspective. And maybe then your passion might show up in a different light and in Mm -hmm. a different setting. Right. So I think that's one part of 
of having the courage to think that I don't need to be perfect all the time, right? And and just put it out there. Mm. And then can I just add? Um, I think that yeah, yes. embracing failure um is great. And then I think it's for someone listening that have perhaps already reached burnout. I think mm-hmm. I mean burnout is hard to embrace. Yeah, because <laughs> I think there's a lot of stigma around having mm. you know actually burn out and not having taken care of yourself. I mean, and I, yes. I remember you when you were saying, you know, a while ago, like I started to be close to burnout, yeah. you know, and and I think that you could share that. But in, I think it's almost harder to share, you know, if you're I've actually burned out because yeah. it feels like a failure that you haven't perhaps taken care of yourself in the right way or you haven't noticed the signals or, you know, how can you end up? And because, of course, we're talking about, you know, we're not giving a clinical description here of burnout but there are of course the levels when you can't get out of bed and it becomes something really really serious but that's um, not what we're trying to fix here i think that's important to point out yeah exactly mm. but we we didn't define that at the start so just kind of clarifying that yeah mm. so yeah I, I guess and and also then for those that have sort of gotten out of that and i, mm. I find there's so many inspirational role models out there that really also take that to the next level. And they're like, they share that and, and help each other. And so I love that, that mm. change of career that some have had from their learnings, which is wonderful. Mm. Then I, I have two more points on my <laughs> list. And, and the ne- next one I is, love it. You never have a problem with coming up with uh, a lot of good points. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a you know, this is what we do, right, all, yeah. all the time. And I think one thing is, don't be afraid to put your inspiration out there. Mm. Like inspire others, share it with others, and you will get so much inspiration in return. Mm. And I, I can just sort of reference, um, yeah, so my LinkedIn little texts in, in the past sort of seven mm-hmm. months. And, you know, and, and you get these likes and you don't really know who's sort of, re- it's it's a little bit of a sort of a lonely world. Sometimes you, you put something out there and and then all of a sudden, you meet someone six months later, they were like, wow. I mean, really, I've had people that I didn't even know were on LinkedIn with me, mm-hmm. right? That are like, this gives me so much inspiration. And then you get inspired from that. And then they share something with you. So whatever it is that you have as a passion, everyone who's listening, go out and share it with others mm. because that can help ignite others. And that in return gives you energy back. And then you learn something new. It's my... I mean, even like us now sharing our lists, I get so inspired when I hear your <laughs> list, right? And all the yeah. things I'm like, yes, yes. And I want to go to Mallorca to be part of your retreat. And you get these ideas of that. And I think that's so important. Yeah. And I think that will also relate to the list that we're talking about next, which is, you know, what if you want to burn and, uh, but you're not burning at the moment. I think the idea of, of putting yourself out there and sharing, which is a level of bravery for sure. Yeah. But you get so much feedback from it. And from that feedback, you get ideas and inspiration and you're not in a vacuum anymore. Yeah. The final thing that I put on my list is almost seeing your passion, your your journey in, in three chunks. So mm. one is remember to look forward, like look to the future, see your vision, see your why, like how you're growing, but also to be still in the present and to learn from the past, mm. right? So like taking that time and like 
where is it that I want to go? Enjoy mm-hmm. the present because that's where you are right now. Mm-hmm. And what can you learn from the past? What are the things that you can celebrate that that you did really well? And, and just stop and, and take that moment and, and think about all your learnings to date. And I think that fits really well in with my first point there, which was the awareness piece. You know, yeah, there are different exactly. ways that you can do that. But that has almost a, a little bit of a ritual in itself in it and of tapping into where you are, really. I love that. Everything in life is a circle. <laughs> we're closing, we're closing yes. the list with the starting of the list. All right. Well, that's wonderful. Everything so, in life is a circle. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you did say that you started to really think a little bit about, okay, what if you're like listening to this and like, I don't even know what my passion is. And you prepared a little bit of ideas around that too. Mm, did did you not? No. I thought it was a, a homework for both. No, oh, no, no. Okay. Only me. Mm. Okay. So you have to actively comment. I can on, add to it probably. On my list mm-hmm. then. But I mean, the reflection is here. Just being passionate about something is is fantastic. But we did this whole uh, season right when we talked about like defining your career mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, redesigning your career and yeah. and I think there's a level of um you know there's the other side of the coin that you really would like to be incredibly passionate about something but you might not know exactly what that is yeah so if you are still looking to burn <laughs> but not burn out burn sounds so I don't know I think be on fire sounds be on fire <laughs> a little I yeah, know, like more spark. vivid for me somehow. I yeah. see this person. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, whatever suits you that are listening, you pick your choice, <laughs> right? Well, and again, this is a list with some ideas that has worked for me and that has worked for others, but perhaps not for you. So pick and choose. But the first idea around here is to just start to take action. Mm. There is something incredible in motion and movement. Yeah, And it relates to what you said about putting things out there. It relates to take small baby steps. It's, it relates to trying things. Yeah, Try the thing that you know is the wrong thing. Just yeah. if that creates action, you know, if that is in the situation where, where you are in, because there's something, yeah, there's something incredible about movement. Yeah. I, oh, I love that point. Yeah. And then I felt like I had to pick up some of the same ones that I had on the passionate list. Mm-hmm. So I was talking in the passionate list about, you know, boundaries and saying, you know, you're not your job. Yeah. And I think that is just an important reminder if you're not feeling that you're so passionate about something, you know, work wise. Yeah. That, that you're not your job. <laughs> you know, your only your only reason here is not to necessarily be be passionate about something or looking for something to be passionate for and just um, accepting, you know really recognizing that you are so much more than whatever your passion might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then, okay, I'll keep on with my list here, uh-huh. is uh-huh. I talk a lot about um, visualization. Yeah. You know, visualization can be, it's so useful and it can be so incredible when, especially when you have a goal and, you know, you know where, where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And here I would then argue that it's just as important, if not even more, to visualize how you would like to feel. Yeah. So if you're not really knowing what your passion is or what your goal is, perhaps focus instead on, you know, how would I like to feel? Mm. And think around that and visualize how you feel and how amazing that is. And then perhaps that provides more of a space to then start to say, okay, what are you doing when you're feeling 
that way? Or what do you need to do in order to feel that way? Yeah. So giving it that different, like that little twist yeah. and focusing on the feeling is a little bit more, I think it opens a space that provides a bit more creativity. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of things. I'm creating a, a, a list now. <laughs> to, I get it in my yeah, hair. But, but don't thing. you want to mix it up then? Yeah, I, I can edit it now. I also, it makes me think of a conversation I had with one of my daughters last night and how we were discussing that some of her friends, I mean, she's studying hard. Both my daughters are, are really doing well. I'm, and, you know, and my daughter said, I'm so glad we're not from a culture and a family where it's, where you're sort of forced into. You, you know, you need your straight A's or you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be this. And I think one trick is finding your passion is to go a little bit deeper uh, in yourself and not you're not obliged to to become a doctor or take over the family business or or to do. It's easy that the circumstances kind of put us into like this is what's expected of you. And we might even miss out our true passion. So have that bravery of asking yourself and not others, I think would be one thing that I would put on that list too. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then I had um, similar to on my other side of the list, <laughs> connection. Yeah. And we talked about that, I think, a bit in, in our career redesign season. And you can look back at that into the connection, but the connection part really feeds into action. Yeah. So I think that if you're, you know, looking for ideas, you're looking for inspiration, just meet with people, you know, yeah. just reach out. The stories are out there. The passionate people are out there. And yeah. um, so the movement and action of meeting and connecting is just um, an incredible resource, which mm -hmm. means that you actually don't have to come up with anything. I mean, I don't know how you feel, but a lot of the ideas that you get is they just ignited just by other them. things. Yes, exactly. They come flowing to you right through the yeah. universe, through connections, through reading. Yes, I love that. Mm. And then, so then my final, which is, of course, incredibly linked to all of this in our circular <laughs> way, um, which has also been incredibly helpful for me. And, you know, we both love movement. And I think moving in nature. Yeah. And if you have the ability and capacity to move in nature, there is this flow and there is something... I was thinking about it today when I was having a bath. <laughs> like, what is it about moving in nature if I'm going to put this on, on the list? And mm -hmm. like, how does that really relate to passion, you know? Yeah. And I just think that if you're moving in nature, there's authenticity there. Yeah. Like, I, I just feel like the ideas that you will come up with and the energy that you will have is not just, you know, money this or achieving that. Yeah. But there is a, a level of authenticity that you can connect into or that you are connected into yeah. when you are connected to nature and to your body. Yeah, I love so that. So moving in nature and then writing it down. Yeah. Like bringing, and that's, this is a new practice for me, but ensuring that I have my notebook with me, that those ideas are not just inspiring my next 20 minutes, um, but are actually being turned into something tangible on a page yeah. so that they can be action. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I've read more and more studies right now. I read a very, uh, yeah, it's not a very reader friendly book, but it's really like around learning. And but the fact 
of writing things down. I love that. So keep that journal, keep it with you, write down your ideas. I love that list. And I do think there's a lot of studies around that space of nature, Mm -hmm. how it gives you new ideas. And I guess what I'd add, two things then maybe. One is that sometimes we just like the passion, it comes to us. I'm I'm thinking what got me into the field of, of learning and development and it was because I went to an interview for a completely different job. And she's like, well, I see this in you, right? Uh, <laughs> and and that really sort of led to the start of a career where I really just, I've been loving most, most of the time. <laughs> like, I've been loving it. And I think that's, so to be open-minded and say, well, maybe that's not exactly what I had in mind. And I remember that first job and my, our parents were like, how can you accept that salary, right? Because it was, but, but that, it was really just my space. So, so look and find your space. And I think then that goes into the next point. Be courageous. Mm. Like have the courage to ask yourself the really important questions. Mm. Uh, I think that's important. Mm. And then going back to that circle of yours, just take one step, a baby step mm-hmm. in action and hopefully maybe out in nature, right? <laughs> If you can, if you can be in nature or a park, you know, just something (laughs) green or blue. (laughs) Oh, well, I think we're we're closing in on this session. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you so much, everyone, for joining uh, today. We hope you got new insights and some perhaps specific ideas for yourself or even reminders. Like Mm -hmm. many of these things are like, yeah, yeah, I know that. Or, you know, and so we really hope that it was helpful in that way. Yes, we do. And, you know, happy International Women's Day. And please, you know, please share. Like if you share this to anyone, if you like the episode and you share it with a friend, um, that's just so helpful for spreading this. So please do that. And um, perhaps you want to give us a shout out on social media or follow our podcast if you don't already. And um, give some stars if you like it yes give us some stars <laughs> if you feel we deserve it uh, that's the way we get your feedback and feel uh, ignited by you listening thank you wherever you are we know that all the listeners are across the globe we're ever so grateful for that keep on shining everyone thank you for listening bye ciao bye What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.